Hey, Pam, I have a question for you. What do you got, Ryan? So do you know that the city of Loveland is still under an emergency order? (laughs) An emergency for what? All the reckless spending? Hello all, welcome to an all-new Voice of Loveland, the podcast for ionloveland.com. I am your host, the Loveland Tadler, R.D. Kulik, and with me here is the the least reckless of spenders and never has a financial emergency, and that's the greatest other host, Pam. How are you today, Pam? <laughs> I'm good, Ryan. So glad you're joining us. Okay, yeah, we're talking about nonstop, ever-going, dark, dark emergency that is the city of Loveland, but before we do that, Pam... I feel like I'm the only one that ever has to do this because I'm the one that's always making the mistakes. But I do have to bring up a clarification from our last podcast. We had said when we talked about the the Phantom P&Z meeting, the one that they knew wasn't recording and they did nothing to fix that and record it properly or even release the minutes for the meeting, which has not been done yet. And it's uh, almost a month old. But we had said that it was the second of two meetings. So they obviously knew there's a problem. I regret to inform everyone that uh, I was confused, and it was the first meeting that they did not know what was happening. But according to multiple sources, they actually knew during the meeting, Pam, that it wasn't recording. So while I do this clarification, the spirit of what I was saying, the fact that they did not do anything to try to record the meeting, that still is true. Councilman Butler, everybody on that Planning and Zoning Commission, they all knew that a very important meeting, a very important topic that the public, namely us being the people that is telling the public what's going on, because the city of Loveland only does the bare minimum. And when the bare minimum breaks, they don't do anything. So it was the first meeting, not the second. That's my clarification. But once again, you should have done something to at least, you know, Pam, at least give us the minutes. I was going to say it has been almost a month, and we still don't have the minutes. There is no reason why we can't have the minutes. Yeah. But again, we are never going to know what they said. And uh, that's, that's hey, that goes into our topic today, because if anything about Mayor Bailey and her boys, they really don't like the public knowing what they're doing, if it's any bit controversial. And they don't like the public knowing that they just give everything away to their friends. Because you know what, Pam? Now they can do it in secret. Now they can do it in the dark. Because yes, we're under an emergency order. I didn't know if you guys knew that here in Loveland, but... According to the city of Loveland, the COVID-19, the pandemic, the global pandemic, which is a huge issue, and everywhere, including the state of Ohio, we're eye on Loveland, so we're going to talk about Loveland, but you guys can go to Backyard Politics to hear more about the rest of the state. But anyways, here in Loveland, since, gosh, what is it? I think it was March 16th? It was March 17th. 17th. We have been under a state of emergency, which you go back and you read the state of emergency, the declaration they made and everything. Basically, what it comes down to is a city manager, David Kennedy, who doesn't live in Loveland and who is not an elected person, basically has total authority to direct the city in any way he sees fit. Am I missing anything? Nope. That's exactly correct. If you go back and you want to actually read the actual order, and I actually will read one little line from the resolution itself, and it says, whereas there is an urgent and immediate need to take emergency measures to maintain essential municipal operations, protect lives, home, and property, and to ensure that basic needs of city residents are met. That was part of the emergency order. Okay. Let's, like you always say sometimes, unpack it or go through some of this right now. (laughs) I do use that phrase a lot. I personally believe that COVID-19, the coronavirus, 
is a serious issue. And I know people all over the country. I know people all over the world and stuff. And I've heard, I've heard some stories. I've heard, I've heard some things that would frighten you. This is what I do know about it. It doesn't sneak up on you. It doesn't suddenly come up on you. And one day, it's not like we're going to wake up tomorrow, Pam, and there's going to be 5,000 dead Lovelanders, Lovelandites. Gosh, I'm going to get burned on this one. I don't know what we should call People of Loveland, Ohio. There's not going to be 5,000 of them dead tomorrow from it. This does not sneak up on you. You, you see it coming. The state, the county, they, the counties, they've all been very, very good on keeping track, regular updates, what's going on. It's not like all of a sudden Loveland is going to need to dispose of 5,000 dead bodies. That's just a fact. That's an emergency if we had to do that, Pam. Yes, that would be an emergency. <laughs> and you go through and you see like the emergency order talks about how to properly dispose of uh, deceased people. That If we have a large influx, it talks about using the Loveland Police Academy alumna to be like police dispatchers. It really is about mobilizing for a catastrophic event. That's what the emergency, that's what it's supposed to be. Yes, and I believe memory serves me that even Vice Mayor Rob Weisgerber had said that only twice has the city of Loveland ever declared an emergency. Yeah, and I think there were, one was the tornado that hit Montgomery, I believe, is something that had to do with that. My point is, I I think both of them were like weather-related type thing. This is obviously very, very different, and... A lot of what we're saying can be probably looked at through the state, the county, everything. I know that's that's what people on city council, that's what Mayor Bailey and uh, city manager Kennedy is going to say is, well, everyone around us is under an emergency. Well, you guys like to always tell us how we're home rule and how we're so great because we can do whatever the hell we want. So why are you following everyone else? Because the fact, this is what the fact remains. This is a big question, Pam. What's the emergency? What's the emergency now? Yes. And I, because I I think we want to be very clear here, when I believe that what they did in March was the prudent thing to do, I believe that it warranted the declaration, the emergency declaration and all of that. But here we are now, six months later, and when you look at the actions of what has, what council has been doing, they're not acting like it's an emergency. So then the question now does become, what's the emergency? Why are we still under it? And why are we allowing unelected people to do whatever they want? With our money. With our money in the dark. I mean, the question now becomes, what is the emergency? You're right. They did the prudent thing back in March. And there was a lot of unknowns. I go back to this is not going to sneak up on you, but you need to be aware of it. You have to know and you want to protect your citizens as best as possible. So, yes, I do get that. And the schools were closed and all that other stuff. But in that time period, the schools have reopened. As a matter of fact, as the day we record this, they're moving back to five days a week. It's still not full capacity. It's still some are doing online. Some are going to school. My point is they're moving towards a more normalization. They're trying to move in that way. There's been a baseball season. As of the recording of this, the Reds, surprisingly, have a shot at the playoffs. Now, they are putting half the teams in the playoffs, but still, hey, it's the most excited we could get about the Reds in a long time. There's uh, football. While Joe Burrow has looked nice, the Bengals have looked like they've always... The Bengals. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're still owned by the Brown family. Yeah, you want to talk about an emergency. <laughs> <laughs> So my point is, outside, a lot of things are trying to return to normal. So let's look at the actions of the city council itself. 
when you go back and you read that emergency order, it talks about how we need to follow state directives and we need to limit gatherings and we need to do this. Well, this city council and Mayor Bailey and the the term I'm going to use at every podcast now, Pam, all the bobbleheads that sit behind her and just nod at everything she says, they keep saying, oh, well, there is an emergency, but their actions say otherwise. Well, the first thing they did was expand Dora so they could have more people gather downtown. And then they promote all kinds of events like the food truck rally, where the whole concept was you were supposed to get your food and go, but they encourage people to stay by having some Q&A or something. And then you also have these concerts in the park where Mayor Bailey even said, I found this hilarious at the council meeting uh, on Tuesday. She said, oh, there were like hundreds of people there. First off, no, there weren't. <laughs> I, I know that because I rode the bike trail the last two weeks. And people were socially distant, Pam, because there's a lot of damn space. <laughs> it could be just, But anyways, the point is, but she's bragging about how there's huge crowds there or something like that. So again, does this council even believe the emergency? Or maybe the best question is they don't. But oh, I'm sorry. One more thing, Pam. Mayor Bailey threw the entire council meeting the other night wasn't even wearing a mask. She's supposed to be the leader of this city. And she goes crazy when people are wearing masks and talking. I mean, she gets really angry. Obviously, she doesn't believe this is an emergency. And I know those guys behind her will do whatever she says, so they don't believe because she's told them it's not an emergency. So why why do, are we sitting underneath this order? Well, you missed two very important things in that um, rant. In that rant. <laughs> Because the emergency was declared in March, March 17th. And if you recall, it was April 29th, which was what, 30, maybe 40 some odd days since that emergency. They wrote a letter to Governor DeWine. All of council signed the letter. And if you recall, what they basically said is we want you to open this up because our businesses are suffering. And then they followed up, Mayor Bailey and Vice Mayor Bailey followed Vice up. Vice Mayor Weisgerber. Oh, sorry. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, they all think the same. So. I was going to say, yeah. And, oh. and you know, you forget because he's Vice not there. Mayor, he's never there. So you had the mayor and the vice mayor who also wrote a letter on May 5th where they were also talking about Governor DeWine and some of his orders were sending mixed signals and that he really needed to open things up. So we're talking in time, in terms of time frame, less than 60, 70 days here. Now, that was back in May. It's now almost October. But what I find most ironic about the thing with the, with the Mayor Bailey and the Vice Mayor Weisgerber was they were talking about how Mike DeWine, Governor DeWine, was, you know, sending mixed signals. Well, what the hell do you think you guys have been doing? I mean, you expand Dora, you don't wear masks, I mean, you want to have a truck rally, then you encouraged people to come and stay at the truck rally because they could ask questions or whatever, and some of the pictures that I actually saw in there, nobody has a mask, I mean, none yeah. of Councilman Ori didn't have a mask on, Mayor Bailey didn't have a mask on, I mean, it's like, talk about mixed signals, I mean, come on, people. Well, I think that's my point, is... You're obviously not taking this seriously. No, you and have- they, they really haven't. If you once again, and we've we've talked ad nauseum in regards to how frivolous they even treated this. Yeah, you know, from the playgrounds, from all kinds of stuff. Right. So the point is, they go in to. I, I, I'm going to keep using this this imagery. But the coronavirus isn't going to sneak up on you, and it's obvious that Mayor Bailey doesn't think it's going to affect her or 
Councilman Ori doesn't think it's going to affect him. The only one that seems to be taking any real precaution is Vice Mayor Weisgerber because he's rewriting the laws and the rules to make sure that you don't even have to be there in person at council meetings because he's not there in person. He's still via Zoom all the time. If they don't think coronavirus is a problem, then how can they continue to stand behind this emergency declaration? Because the emergency declaration states it's because of coronavirus. It's because of COVID-19. So you guys don't believe it. You don't think it's real or threatening or you don't see it as being a problem, yet you continue to keep the citizens of Loveland underneath this emergency order. Why? I mean, you and I know why, Pam. Yes. But that's what every single person needs to ask. What's the emergency? If there is an outbreak, if a big outbreak comes, they can call an emergency within 24 hours. Why have we been sitting under this for months, allowing the city manager? And hey, before I say this, I'm going to do a caveat. Everybody's going to go, but Dave Kennedy's a good man. He would never do this. Guys, it is with government is never about what they are doing. It's what they can do. If Dave Kennedy gets possessed by the devil and decides he wants to do something that's just bad, he has the ability. The point of government is to protect its citizens from the tyranny of the government. So don't give the government the keys to tyranny if you trust they won't do it. And that's what this is. I know tyranny is a strong word, Pam, but he has the ability, no bid contracts, spend whatever he wants. Guys, when it comes down to it, if Dave Kennedy woke up tomorrow and decided he wanted to spend $7 million on a parking garage, he can do that. And he doesn't have to tell the city council. I think what you've said, what you've said there is absolutely correct. Because at the end of the day, what you have here is not a representative government anymore. They're not running our city. We have unelected people running and making decisions because we're operating under an emergency. And at the end of the day, what happens is you're able to hide stuff. You get to operate in the dark. You get to do and transfer anything you want money-wise, make decisions for your friends. And that is what is going on. Yeah, that's the stuff they're telling us about. Yeah. That's the stuff we can see. So you're so, right. They're yeah. buying a tent to give away to downtown businesses, yeah. uh, which, again, not are you just encouraging people to gather. You're encouraging them to gather indoors. I mean, you're encouraging them to gather in a Petri dish. Uh, I mean, part of me <laughs> wants And the thing this... is, we're paying for that. Yes. Which is not right yeah, at it's not, yeah. all. Something, again, something uh, yeah. for a business that we are paying because for. Because here's, here's the thing. If those businesses want to continue to operate as it gets cold and they think that the tent is their best option, then buy the frickin' tent yourself. Sorry, that was really bad because no. this is really pissing me off. No, no, that's, that's good. That, this should because, guys, I use strong words like tyranny because it is what it is. We are... We are being unrepresented right now because of this emergency order. And when these emergencies do come through, uh, you you had mentioned how the vice mayor said we'd been on there twice before, and I think each time was for a couple of days. Potentially, we're going to be under this emergency order for at least a year. Mm -hmm. A year. That's a year of yeah. not being represented. And that's interesting because if you think about it, so let's just say that they keep the emergency all the way to the end of the year. Okay, so what is the damn emergency? where you're going to operate in the dark, you can hide stuff, you can do whatever you want, nobody will really know. You get 
decisions made by unelected officials all the way through the end of the year, but because it's an emergency. However, though, we still want to do our events. What about Christmas in Loveland? Yeah. As a matter of fact, they were even talking about any directive the city was giving on Halloween or something like that. I mean, guys, talk about we're back to this is what's so ridiculous and so hypocritical of this ridiculous letter that Mayor Bailey and Vice Mayor Weisgerber sent telling the governor he's sending mixed signals. I'm telling you, this just th- these people are just stunning to me sometimes. No, it's the hypocrisy is stunning. Well, to it's me. it's it's their craving. It's that yeah. they want to do. Th- this is a big issue that people are having with politics in general. Without getting overtly political, Pam, there is some stuff going it on is a in political show. Well, that's I right. That's, you told right. Me that <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. There are some decisions that are being made in Washington D.C. that deal with one of the branches of government. And there are two major political parties that have a disagreement on this. There is a sense amongst many people, a frustration, that they don't care about doing what they're supposed to do. They just care about what their party thinks. They care more about the seats they sit in than the people they govern. And that's what this has come down to. It's what leads to a general distrust of politicians across the board. Guys, our city council is doing the exact same thing they do in D.C. They care more about their seats than they care about governing these people, governing us. Because if they did, I mean, we almost did today's topic was about how they're going to raise your water fees again. Yes. We didn't because it's a huge topic. But you guys got to be aware of that because this council, all they've done along with their friends on the school board is take money away from you. They keep taking money away from you. They're not doing anything to make money for you. And now this pandemic hits, and now they're using this emergency order to continue to just take money. They say, oh, we have to do it for financial reasons, which was proven wrong. They didn't have to do it for financial reasons. They're doing it so they can hide things. And if they tell you they're not hiding things, once again, I'm going to get a damn megaphone, Pam, and I'm going to scream this at City Hall. I'm going to be that crazy guy you're all going to see there soon. I might need to fashion some kind of tinfoil hat. But just screaming at it's not what you're doing, it's what you can do. The reason why we have a charter, the reason why we have a constitution, the reason why we have all this stuff is to instruct the elected officials on how to govern for the citizens, not against them. I agree with you. (laughs) I, I mean, this is the thing. We read continuously, if you're reading those city manager reports which that, you can find on Ion Loveland. Yep, and have been able to find them on Loveland. <laughs> Believe on we the were Ion. the first ones to do it. Yes. <laughs> anyway, make sure you definitely click on them cuz there's a lot of good information in there. But what's interesting is they don't have any problem finding grant money to fund parking garages we don't need. They seem to have no problem having finding grant money or other kinds of money to go and buy a sighted tent for a couple of businesses downtown that by Dave Kennedy's own admission add nothing significant to our tax revenue. They have no problem finding any of that and spending. And it is spending taxpayer money. They never seem to have any problem on that. But then you'll read in the weekly report about people who are complaining about the conditions of our roads infrastructure issues. 
when you mentioned the thing, and we are going to talk about the water increases, we it's just a big, yes, it's, yes, it's it a is a big subject. Big, yeah. But even again, Dave Kennedy's own admission was that we don't have enough money coming in, so we're going to have to raise your rates and stuff, but we don't have money coming in for impact fees. Yeah, because we we're not building anything. Because we're not building yeah. anything. So this is the thing is, but but they can find money for their friends. They can find money for their pet causes. They can find grant money for all of that, but they can't seem to find the money on the things that are fundamental to our city and the well-being of our citizens, and they can't seem to find the money to do anything in regards to that. That is why I'm upset, because that is irresponsible. And we as taxpayers should be damn mad about that. Here, here's putting a bow on the whole thing. Has the city manager done anything to put Loveland in the wrong direction? I feel like with the guidance of the city council, we are not moving in the right direction. I do believe that. The point is, underneath this emergency, so before the emergency, he has like a $15,000 spending limit. He can't, which I even, I don't even like that, that the city manager can spend. And I get why it exists, okay? All you people want to instruct me on local civics, great. I get why it exists, but still, he has a limit of the amount of money he can spend before he has to get approval from the city council. Underneath the emergency order, he does not have that, which means he has the ability to spend your tax dollars. Again, city manager is an unelected position and is not required to live in the city limits, but he has universal or unilateral authority to, to spend our money underneath this emergency order. Because in the case of an emergency, Pam, in the case of a catastrophe, in the case of this illness getting out of control, and large majority of Loveland is, has stopped working or is in the hospital or is dying or have died, and chaos and everything that goes with that, in the, in the mark of that, we need that. You need that emergency. That's why those powers exist. But we're not there. And the city council doesn't believe we're there either, just in their actions alone and everything they've done. They don't believe in it. So they do it just for the money, just to hide what they're doing, just so they can hide what they're doing. They don't believe that there's an actual real emergency around the corner. And I'm going to give Councilman Tim Butler credit. Outside of us, he's the only other person bringing this up. What I am concerned about, though, is he stopped talking about it at city council. He needs to continue to talk about it because we have our microphones, we have our listeners, but he is an elected official and he was elected by the people of Loveland to serve the people of Loveland. And right now, by not talking about it, he is continuing to let the people of Loveland be governed by an unelected person. And that's wrong. I agree. Here's kind of what my final statement is on all of this is that we can't have decisions that are made, and I'm going to echo exactly what you just said, say it differently. We can't have decisions made under the guise of an emergency because this allows for unelected officials to hide financial decisions that in a lot of cases benefit friends and it allows them to operate in the dark, non-transparency. We need to seriously now have counsel, have a conversation, and you are right. I agree 
that I think Mr. Butler has brought it up for, I think, four, four council meetings in a row. He brought up the subject. And they really, really just don't want to have a deep discussion on this because they won't even second his flippin' motion. The thing is, he's wimped out now. The other thing is, is he talks about, well, we need to have this conversation on emergency, but then he continues to vote yes on all of the things that are related to this, quote, emergency. Again, hypocrisy. It's got to stop. It just has to stop. Yeah, it does. And the final, final word I'm going to give on this, I do not believe the pan, the global pandemic is over. But we live in Loveland. And I don't think we've seen a huge problem. And as life comes, as, as life is trying to get back to normal, the city council needs to lead the way. And they need to say, guys, we're not an emergency right now. And need to stop, well, so-and-so is an emergency, so-and-so. Look, you're Loveland. Be Loveland, okay? That's... Just the the point of it. Be a leader. Have some respect for the people you're supposed to govern. That's all I got to say. I think you said it just fine. (laughs) Because I agree. The bottom line is that you are there. You are elected to lead. Please lead. Yeah. And so with all that being said, Pam, the Voice of Loveland podcast for IonLoveland.com is a production of Ion Community. This episode was... Written, engineered, and mixed by Ryan Kulik and Pam Gross. And the music is by my father-in-law, Sherrod Sate. Hey, with uh, all of that, Pam, it's uh, this is like the best time of the year weather-wise. So I'm going to get out and enjoy it. Yes, it is beautiful <laughs> outside. We really appreciate you listening today. Be informed. Be involved. Be influential. <laughs>